The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. As IAN member listeners know, one benefit of IAN's membership is the monthly cases of NDE experiences, which are emailed to the members. Listeners also know I jump into these cases from time to time to give you a taste of the kinds of stories that are submitted by the experiencers. And one reason to do this is to encourage any of you NDEers who have not written up your experience for IANs that you really should write down and submit these important memories to IANs. And send a copy to me as well if, if you'd like to tell your story right here on NDE Radio. Uh, the first story comes from uh, July, this month's um, uh, monthly NDE submission, and the second goes back to May of 2018. And it begins like this. Forty years earlier, this man left his body during an asthma attack. At the age of seven, he spent some time disoriented and confused on the earth plane before finding himself in the black void and then in the light. He speaks of a humbling life review, which he tries to be mindful of now in his daily interactions with others. However, he feels we are limited here and that our understanding is not as clear as when we were on the other side. He received information about other lifetimes, bringing him to this one and where he is now, as well as knowing he chose his parents. He had to decide whether to continue in this lifetime or start over in another one and was shown parts of his personal future and its challenges um, if he continued in his current life. And uh, the experiencer writes, I was seven years old, living in the suburbs of Chicago, and about a year before I had been diagnosed with asthma. I was still in the early stages of immunotherapy and figuring out all the things I was allergic to, and my asthma was not always under control. There was one night that I was having difficulty. The inhaler was not helping, and later on, neither was the prednisone, so by morning, my father drove me to the hospital. I'd been up all night trying to get the next breath and was weak, so he carried me in. I was given something that felt a lot like the general anesthesia that I had much later on in my life before two surgeries. I don't know specifically what I was given, only the physical sensation of being really shaky cold, and then a warm sensation with my ability to breathe returning. I was very tired, and although the nurses wanted me to stay awake, I drifted off to sleep. I would learn later that I stopped breathing altogether. I don't know if my heart stopped or not. I felt the sensation of a period of time passing and entered a dreamlike state that turned into something of a nightmare that I could not wake up from. There was a strange physical sensation as I was looking down on someone in a bed with doctors working around them. It seemed to be uh, nighttime. I felt calm, but at the same time, I wanted to wake up. I felt kind of confused and had not uh, made the cognitive connection as to who that was in the bed. I wanted to go home, and the next thing I knew, I was outside our sliding door by the kitchen, and my family was eating dinner. I was trying to get in and get their attention, but they didn't seem to notice me. This was frightening. I, I wandered around trying to find where I was and how to get out, while at the same time had a calm, disconnected feeling. My conscious awareness was the same as it is right now as I'm typing this. 
At some point, I met others, and we were in the dark, a void together. Imagine you are wandering around in a large, dark room and meeting other people along the way, and we are all working together, trying to find out what happened and why we are here. That's about what I remember from this part of the experience. There was a light some distance away, and I later found myself becoming part of it. But I very much wanted to figure out a way to bring the others with me as I was drifting away from them. I don't remember a tunnel specifically, but later in life, the movie Contact would become one of my favorites, and the scene of Jodie Foster's mystical travel seemed very familiar to me, to how I felt then. Watching that movie brought feelings of deja vu to me when I saw it. In the light was this powerful feeling of love. I had come home and was appreciated here. It was such a strong thing, a feeling of love and complete acceptance toward me. In fact, through me, I had come home. The emotion is so much stronger than I know how to convey it. I very much wanted to go back and bring the others here. I wish you could feel this. I, I wish my words could make you feel how it was. I can feel it all over again as I write this, just pure love. From here on, any concept of time just doesn't work anymore the way it does there. Time does not exist. I could sense that there was a presence of some kind with uh, other beings, I suppose. I felt a connection with them, and there was this sort of introduction in a strange language where there was some part of me doing the communicating, but it wasn't directly for me. This was sort of an introduction, probably as much for me as it was for them. I got the feeling that there was a, a lot of information about other lifetimes bringing me to this one and where I was now. I remember a review of it all, more than I can currently understand or describe, but at a certain point I was in this life and certain parts of it were being played for me, only I was reliving those moments with complete clarity, both from my perspective and the perspective of anyone else involved. These were my words, my thoughts, my actions all over again, but from every conceivable viewpoint at the same time. It was very humbling, and it's something I tried to be mindful of today in my dealings with other people. But when I think about it, it's so hard to push the ego aside and do the right thing, and I get the feeling that the next life review will be just as humbling or harder yet. I feel that we are limited here, and, and over there things were so much clearer. There was just an instantaneous knowing about everything. Feelings were much more intense, and my conscious awareness could go anywhere in an instant. At a certain point, I met a person or entity I would describe having a female energy, but she was a guide, much like going to a counselor, except with complete and instant understanding and experiencing rather than just words or speech. I had to decide whether to start over in another lifetime or to continue on in this one. I was told that I might not reach my full potential if I decided to continue in this life and that it might be better to start over in another one. I was told that this life would be very lonely. I was shown parts of my future life to help me decide. These were moments where I had to make a decision, but I was unsure which way was the right way to go. I would also say that I felt that these were decisions where there weren't many available options. And maybe I was holding out for better options. 
in each situation, there was this sense of calm where I felt, this is right. This is the right thing to do. At first, I was shown these things through a screen, but it was like I was really here experiencing it at the same time. I was shown my career, and I remember meeting others who had been here and done the same sort of thing. They were very upbeat about it, very positive. I was shown where I live now, both uh, the home and the area where I live, the small towns, just the general feeling of the area in general. Looking back on it now, it's more information than I know how to describe, and I have written about my NDE before, and it never feels complete. I was shown certain challenges I would have to deal with in my life, and I got the feeling that much of my life was chosen by me along with others before coming here in the first place in, in this life. I'm pretty sure my location, my asthma, were chosen to help me accomplish what I set out to do in this life. Yet specific details escape me at this time due to my, due to the lack of clarity here. It's hard to talk about and a little confusing. I remember being in a place that looks a lot like the Space Needle in Seattle. My parents lived there a few years before I was born. I remember choosing them as my parents over others because of their personality and their kindness. I remember waiting to come here and it was a lot like waiting at an airport at night. I remember asking my guide certain things throughout this experience to help me make my choice. Starting over in another life seemed very much like a wild card. And even with the challenges I was shown, my attachment to the people in my life was enough to make me continue here, even though I was left with the feeling that it would be better to start over. I remember asking about the loneliness and wondering if I would ever meet someone as a life partner and being shown this woman with long blonde hair and we were on a plane going somewhere together. The feeling I felt was that it was all worth it and I looked at her and some of the other people on the plane and looked out the window at a bright light coming up from the clouds that we were flying above just like a sunrise. I don't know who this woman is and I've tried many times at guessing. I've come to a point in my life now where I'm not going to try to make it happen anymore. I'm just going to wait and see. When I came back here, I was at once aware of the limitations of my earthly body and felt it was late at night. I was intubated and could not talk, and the nurse didn't get my telepathic communications as happened so effortlessly when I was away. I wanted to go back, but knew that this is what I had chosen, and this was just right. It was a few days before I left the hospital and returned home. I remember getting home and walking into my bedroom. The sun was shining through the window, and I felt very positive about the future, very hopeful and happy to be here. I was high on life. I guess it was about three or four years later. I had always been aware of the experience, but not that I had changed in any way. I was walking home from school with a childhood friend, and he asked me, kind of surprisingly, what happened to you when you were away? He liked the old me better. I, I guess I had become more serious, probably more mindful of a few things. I guess I was a lot more carefree before, and probably more fun as a result. This was the first time anyone made it clear to me that they had noticed a change in my behavior, and probably the only time, as far as I can remember. 
I've tried speaking of this experience to my family, close friends and girlfriends over the years, and their reactions have taught me to be quiet about it. I guess it's a crazy story after all, and I suppose I had not experienced this for myself, or had I not experienced this for myself, I would have had a hard time believing such a thing. Now I just write about it here and there over the years, hoping that maybe it helps someone who is trying to sort out a near-death experience that they have had recently, or, or that they got something out of it in some other way. It was 30 years before I met someone who would embrace what I shared with them, and it helped me a lot. We became good friends and would try to visit at least once a year as we lived several states away from each other. She passed away in 2016. I met her in a dream the night she left, and it was a happy dream. It was like you were right, and we shared the moment together in a way that is difficult to describe, but it was like being back there again. And it was good. Now I go to the occasional IONS meeting and spend a lot of time outside whenever possible, but still looking towards the future, wondering, waiting, hoping. That's a beautiful account. Our second account. In this account, and this is... uh, not a near-death experience, but uh, a mystical experience, a series of mystical experiences. In this account, a woman shares several experiences from throughout her life, including uh, a near-death-like experience in which she meets God. Each experience gives her a hint of what is to come. Over time, she comes to understand and trust these messages. During her near-death-like experience, she gains a greater understanding of love and describes a heavenly hug she receives. Although her life has not been simplified by these experiences, her wisdom and acceptance has increased, and she feels she has aged more slowly than most people because of her experiences. And the experiencer writes, My first experience began when I was about six or seven years old. I was attending a Catholic church, and after the service, I remember going up to light a candle for the Virgin Mary. After I lit the candle, I was praying, and that was when I heard her talking to me. I heard a very soft, beautiful voice in my head, and I remember being mesmerized by it. It was telling me that I was going to be called upon, and that she was, uh, but, and that I needed to be patient. I wish I could remember more, but I can't. I remember when she was talking to me, it felt like time had stopped, and that it was just her and me in the church. I even saw her statue wink at me. Needless to say, even for a six-year-old, I did not tell anyone because uh, I knew that statues are not supposed to talk to you, yet alone wink at you. I had repressed that memory until my next experience. When I was 27 years old, I had another experience. I had just had my second child, and I remembered sitting in my rocking chair, watching the selection for the first teacher in space. When Krista McAuliffe's name was called to accept the position, I felt a feeling of pure doom spread from my head into every cell of my body. I felt like someone had placed their hand on my head and let this ooze of doom invade my body. I could not move. I was frozen at this feeling as this feeling went through me. I couldn't believe this. I felt that uh, if she got on the space shuttle, she was going to die. I remember I kept saying 
this can't be happening over and over again. When I was released, I don't know what to do. Should I call NASA and tell them? If I did, would they even believe me? Who am I but a simple housewife with two small children? I was so afraid that if I called NASA, they would send the police out and I would be in trouble, so I didn't tell anyone. Little did I know that others were also receiving these kinds of feelings and calling NASA. On the morning of the liftoff, I did not catch uh, the initial showing of the shuttle blasting off. When I did find out what happened, I remember sinking to the floor and I made a promise to God that the next time he made contact with me, I would listen. It was at this point that I realized that we are not alone and that there is something else going on, but I just did not understand. It was then that I remembered about the conversation with the Virgin Mary. I believe this experience was my awakening. When I was 33 years old, I had another experience that was even more dramatic. I remember waking up one morning, and as I started to get out of bed, I saw a brilliant white light in the corner of my room. At first, I thought that this was just sunshine, although I remember thinking that I never saw sunlight like that before. So I glanced at my door and saw that it was almost shut. How could all that light get into my room? Then I thought that this light must be the ghost of a girlfriend of mine who who had passed away when she was 19. As I looked at the light, I remember how utterly beautiful it was. This light was really bright, but it did not hurt my eyes to look at. I was mesmerized by it, and when I closed my eyes, I could still see it. It was then that I fell back on the bed and realized that I could not move. It was like I was being held down. Then I saw images of a man, and I heard a voice again talking to me in my head. This voice was talking about this man and who he was and that we were going to meet. This voice told me about his temperament and what he looked like, his heritage, and what he would say to me when we do meet. The voice said that this man needed to be shown the right path in life, and he would give me the passion that I needed in my life. I remember uh, losing, tossing my head from side to side. No, I would say, I would say, I, I never, I would never have anything to do with someone like this. Oh, no way. When I was released, I thought, is this really happening? Things like this don't happen. I was too afraid to tell anyone because I was afraid they would think I was crazy. I pushed this event back and did not think about it until six months later when I met the man. He was exactly like I saw him, and he even said what the voice told me to say, told me he would say to me word for word. I was in complete amazement. I remember making the promise to God to follow through, and, and I did so. I tried very hard over the course of six years to help the man. He had a lot of problems, and we were in and out of relationship, and the last time we got together was when I had the NDE-like experience. My NDE-like experience happened when I was 40 years old. I was back together with this man, Joe. I remember that I was at a low point because no matter what I did, Joe kept going back to his old ways, though he told me that he had found God. Yeah, right. Things kept happening to him that I am sure God created to show him that he needed to spend time with me. But instead, Joe kept hanging out with his friends. I remember nights just crying myself to sleep asking God to please take me home because I could not take this anymore. One night, when I was at my deepest despair, I prayed to God to take me home. 
I suddenly fell asleep, and the next thing I knew, I was in a place surrounded in white light. I looked around and realized that this light was like the light in my bedroom years ago. It was at this point I realized that I knew this place. I, I was home. I also realized that I no longer had a body, and the feeling of pure joy was so wonderful because I was able to feel joy without being bound by a body. I can't explain it in words, how this feeling felt. When you are free of the body, feelings are felt to the fullest. It was at this point I realized that this place was the reality. I kept saying to myself, they must be showing me this because I'm going to die and they do not want me to be afraid. Well, I'm still here, so I know that wasn't it. I started to look around and saw beings of different colors huddled in a group, talking amongst themselves. They were neither male nor female. One of them, I remember, was a soft olive green color, and this being was holding a staff. I thought to myself that these beings don't have eyes or ears or mouths or hands, and they're conversing. How can this be? I decided to see what color I was, so I stretched a part of me out and saw that I was a very vibrant, plasmic, hot pink. I remember laughing because this was a color I would not be comfortable with wearing on Earth. The next thing I knew, I was being pulled into the light. And gosh, what an utterly wonderful experience. This light went into me and bathed me in pure, 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 unconditional love. I became part of it, and it showed me that we needed to look not with our eyes, but with our hearts. We need to love selflessly and to do it often, to be compassionate and understanding, and to look beyond what we see, to see with our hearts. We are all connected. We know each other. When we do good for one, we do good for all of us. When we do bad against one, we do bad against all of us. We are all of this loving light. She says, all things are all of this loving light. It was so beautiful and wonderful, I did not want to leave. I felt myself being pulled toward the group of beings that I saw earlier. I was being pulled into an area that was like an opening of some kind. Uh, and when I was above the opening, I was scared that I was going to fall down through it. I was just floating there when I saw another being rushing up toward me. I was being pulled toward this being that was the color of royal purple. I heard a name of this being, Steve, and I heard the uh, olive green being saying to me telepathically, this is the one you will be with next. I thought to myself, you want me to be with my ex-brother-in-law? That was the only Steve that I knew at that time. As the being grew closer, I realized that this was a, a different person. When we embraced, it was so wonderful. It felt like 10 billion fireworks of love energy exploding all around and in me. Pure ecstasy. It was love unbounded, and that was the best way that I can describe it. Nothing that we can experience on earth uh, even comes close to this feeling. I did not want to go uh, to let go of this being. And when I got back home, I, I can't wait to embrace everyone. The next thing I knew, I was in a long hall where one end went on forever. I saw a throne and a being sitting on it. I could not look up to see its face because I knew I knew not to. 
I was bouncing all over the place because I knew that I was in the presence of God. I kept saying to myself, oh my God, it's God. Over and over again, as I started to calm down, I heard the voice of God. I can't describe it other than it was alive. I knew that God could end everything on earth with just one word. This voice was powerful, and you knew it. It was, I was so humbled. I felt so small, so insignificant, yet so loved. This voice came from up above me. It was uh, like God showed me a body on a throne so that I would have something to grasp as all this was happening. He asked me how I thought things were going with Joe. And I said he was doing good. Yeah, right. God then said to me, tell me how he's really doing. Like I could fool God. So I told him that things were not good at all. God then asked me what I I think would happen if God took me away from him. Meaning Joe. At this point, I am thinking that God intends to have him come, have me come home. And I, I said that if I was to die, Joe would lose it completely. God then said, well, I think I know my son better than that. He went on to say that what was important was that Joe needed to have him in heart 100% and that he will have to take things over, meaning God will have to take things over. He asked me if that would be okay. I agreed. God then asked me, what do you want? I couldn't believe it. Here I have been given the greatest gift of all to know of heaven and to understand that we don't die And God wants to know what I want. All I could think of was that I wanted to have my kids here also. Once I told him this, the next thing I knew, I awoke with a sudden start in bed. I wanted to run and yell to everybody that I had gone to heaven and we don't die. Reality sunk in that if I did this, everyone would think I was crazy. I have to tell you that I was on cloud nine for months and that I had the biggest smile on my face. I knew eventually... Uh, I would uh, tell my three kids. I have told parts of my story to a few people, but never the whole story for fear that others would think that I was crazy. Being in the light has changed me in, in that I have become even more compassionate, understanding, and loving than I was before this happened. I have not become a religious person, but I have become a very spiritual one. I've begun discovering the Buddhist philosophy. Being joined with another soul showed me to believe in love again, for you see, I had lost all hope that we can love each other. This experience showed me that there are others out there that have a deep capacity to love. I just need to find them, and now I know how to look for them with my heart. The relationship with Joe ended, and I saw events unfold that showed me where I needed to be next. I got laid off, and I got a job opportunity opportunity to work in Kentucky. Um, I knew that I had to come here. What I didn't know was that I had a cousin here. I saw how God had arranged for me to move down here, and he made sure that I had a relative here to help me. I told my cousin when I got down here that I knew I was going to meet someone here and that someone was Steve. I had another spiritual experience two or three weeks before I met Steve. I knew I was back in heaven, but in a place surrounded in snow-capped mountains like in Switzerland. I remember playing in the snow with a man In his mid to late 20s, I was not able to see what he looked like, but I knew his age range and that he loved Switzerland. When I awoke, I was again on cloud nine for days. A few weeks later, I then received an email from a man named Steve. 
He told me his age, which was 28, and as we conversed, I learned that he loved Switzerland. Anyway, as our friendship developed, I asked him this question. If our souls were different colors, what color would mine be? He answered, oh, that's easy, hot pink. I have not shared uh, these experiences with him, so uh, he didn't have a clue, and yet he knew. It's so amazing how this whole thing works. Steve and I will always be friends, even though we don't see each other much since he moved to a different state. I kept seeing a word in my head, Mitra, and when I asked him what this word meant, he said that it was uh, Sanskrit, which meant male friend. I am assuming that God wants me to be his friend, and I will surely be this for him as long as he needs me and that he does know. Being friends with Steve has taught me how to love for love's sake, unconditionally, without judgments, and without attachments. Well, we are out of time for today. Thank you for listening to the show. Tune in again next week for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening. <laughs>